Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Thank you so much for your support here on Patreon. Your $5 subscription here will get you two episodes of Leftist and Chill every month. Love your face. Welcome to Leftist and Chill with Dan Simpson. This is the best non-serious anti-capitalist one-on-one interview show with with myself as the host. My first guest today, I can't believe it, it's Kenzo Shibata. He, him, on Twitter at Kenzo Shibata. I'm looking at your, um, at your, at your profile here. It says Father, Husband, Patriot, and we commend you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am definitely a promise keeper, uh, whole nine yards. I'm, I'm, I'm part of that whole world of you know, defending the family, yeah. defending the flag, defending eagles, flags. Love that shit. Flags got a lot of feelings. We got someone's got to defend those feelings. <laughs> yeah, facts don't uh, facts don't care about feelings, but flags do. Um, all right. So <laughs> seriously, though, you're a self-described labor communist. Uh, you're a <laughs> Chicago activist. You're an organizer, an educator. You're host of Class Time on Twitter, on Twitch, and on YouTube as well. You're a CDSA guy, a correspondent, I believe, on the Cole James Cash show. Is that right? On Means TV coming up here? Okay. I'd be interested to see what that means. Um, And, of course, on a personal note, I I believe Kenzo is an exceptionally uh, thoughtful and very generous person and someone, um, uh, whether or not uh, you know it or whether or not you care for it, uh, someone I looked up to as as a mentor, and uh, and I really appreciate you having on on the show. Did I leave anything out that's sort of important, Kenzo? Oh, that kind of covers it. You know, yeah. I've got a family. I got a kid that takes up a lot of time too. Um, so, but yeah, I think you just about covered my biography there. All right. Thank you. All right, how you doing today, buddy? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's a day. Like I'm feeling pretty good. Um, just because I've imbibed uh, some monster, a white monster, to get ready for uh, the show later uh, and this mm-hmm. show as well. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, we're we're in a tough time in the Chicago public schools because the uh, Board of Education is for well has already forced a bunch of teachers back into in person edu- in, in education in uh, mm-hmm. in person classrooms, and they're going to be launching a few more. Um, they're kind of phasing that in, and. Um, Already we're seeing spikes in being vigilant right now and just kind of keep an eye out for uh, what the board is going to be forcing on us. Um, and we're going to we're going to fight it. Uh, Kenzo Shibata, you are in the weed feed. You're in the weed feed. All right. So, <laughs> Kenzo, you, you know this about me. I like to I smoke weed. I smoke cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, I um you know, I just I have an issue with um with my appetite. No, I don't know. I just I've been smoking since uh, for a couple of years since uh, I think since I was twenty five, and it was sort of one of these things where I was like, oh damn, this can help me with this problem that I've had my entire life. Um, but uh, question for you, Kenzo, what, like, what 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 do you do? What do you prefer to do to manage stress or cope? You know, sort of like with this wild wild world. Do you like? Um, and, and of course, anything that you're willing to share on the show, and if. Uh-huh. If you, I want to invite you. I, I got to feel like I invi- I, I've invited you. You're invited to partake with me. <laughs> However, um, feel free to uh, share with us, you know, what, what do you do to uh, manage stress uh, in, in a world like this? And I'm going to go ahead and, and light this. I'd say uh, a lot of horror movies. Yeah. That, that's been That gives me more me stress. Um, it does the opposite for me. It what? really it puts me in a different world uh, where – the actual literal stresses in our lives aren't there. Um, 
So I like slasher films for that. Um, I, you know, something like there's certain movies though. I don't think I could watch certain horror movies right now. There's one called green room. Okay. Um, which is one of my favorites, but it's about, uh, have you seen it, Dan? No, no, no. I've not seen green room. Not that one. I've, I watch so very a, few like scary movies. It has to be like a special kind of movie. Uh, for instance, the Jordan Peele movies, I was sort of able to get through because, you know, they were, I don't know. It just wasn't so gratuitous for some reason. It was, it was, it, mm. they were great. They, they kept, they, it was like just scary enough for someone like me. Uh, uh, not too scary. You know, it was right there in that perfect spot. It really, it did a good job. I, I'd say I liked them. But I, I, like, love those I, films. I don't have like a, a, a very, uh, a deep look into uh, in, you know that style of movie. It just sort of worked for me, and I, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, I uh, the Green Room was. It's actually more of like a suspense film in some ways. It's about this punk band that's on the road, and they play this gig at this place that was uh, they later found out was owned by like some neo Nazis, and they're in the literal green room, which is funny because I've played in some punk bands i've never seen a green room in my life um through that you know like you know usually you're you're setting up while the other band's playing just next to the stage somewhere right but uh they, they got a green room and uh well before that even like they were playing uh they played a song nazi punks fuck off yes. just to like piss off the nazis and then they went into this backstage area and then the nazis uh decided that they were going to um not let them escape so it was one of those you know one of those kind of movies where you're stuck in a room and uh they're terrified and it's just it's too much it's got the white supremacy it's got that tension um just thinking about it right now kind of freaks me out but uh yeah because that's a movie that to a certain extent could happen so that is a little too much for me but freddy krueger any day any day i can watch freddy krueger and i can relax to that (laughs) amazing amazing all right well um thank you for joining me here in the weed feed, what I think we could do now is is continue the interview. The interview. We're gonna get into the interview here, Kenzo. Are you ready? Are, are you ready for it? How did you prepare Sounds for this good. interview? What did you do? I uh, set up my lights, made your OBS, <laughs> uh, my virtual camera worked. Nice. Um, drank a monster. Yeah, those yeah. are about. That's about what I did. That's pretty good. I, I feel. Uh, feel like you really went for it for me okay <laughs> so uh, all right Kenzo um Kenzo you've seen inside the actor's studio with James Lipton is that right mm-hmm all right so he's, he's always asked these questions which which will plagiarize here what okay <laughs> what's your favorite word favorite word I always like the word melancholy I like the what it means, and I always thought the words sounded like what it means. Yeah, that's a good one. Melancholy. What's your least favorite word? Um, gonna have to just say the N word, probably. Uh, it's a word. If I hear it, it just it pisses me off. It makes it makes me tense up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's. It's just a word I don't like hearing. Any slur I'd say is my least favorite word. Um, but that one is definitely top of the list. There you go. Um, what turns you on? <laughs> what a question. Hmm. Turns you on. 
I guess action. You know, action, just action. if I wanted to give it, yeah, if I had to say one word, just, you know, I like to be around people that are about doing a lot of things and taking care of things and starting things and uh, have ideas that they put out in the world and actually, like, um, actualize and that's something that always just excites me about people. Like I'm very really attracted to people who are like that. And, um, you know, I've always, I think that's kind of how we, you and I became friends. It's like, we're both people that like doing projects and building things out of nothing. And, um, so yeah, I'd say action. Okay. What turns, uh, what turns you off? I would say, Cynicism. Cynicism. If someone is not being straight with me and they have a hidden agenda and I can feel it and I could tell it, um, I have a tendency of just turning those people, just turning off to those people. Like, you know, if I, I could tell someone is saying one thing, but they're, tr but they're doing it in a manipulative way to elicit some sort of behavior out of me, as opposed to just asking me to take on that behavior. Um, that thing, that just, it, it means that like, that's just a person I don't trust essentially. So I might have a good working relationship with them, but I'm not gonna, um, I'm not going to entrust them with anything at all. And in politics, that's a very common personality type, especially with, you know, staffers and consultants for, for politicians. So, you know, that's why oftentimes on Twitter, I just, just talk shit about consultants because that's been my experience, uh, with them is that, you know, they're always looking to sell. Um, some sort of solution. It might not even be the solution that your candidate needs or your issue needs. Um, so yeah, I can smell cynicism a mile away and it just, yeah, turns me off. Cynicism. What, uh, what sound or noise do you love? Hmm. Sound or noise. I love, uh, well, I love the sound of the blast beat, which is the drum beat that's prevalent in grindcore music okay. and death metal. Uh, it's a very unique sound and, uh, it's extremely difficult for drummers to do it effectively. And, uh, yeah, it just, it kind of gets my blood flowing if a song has, uh, has blast beats in it. Blast beats. All right. How about uh, sound or noise that you hate? You're sensing it. Complaining. The sound oh. of people complaining annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, and like that, I do it myself. I know I complain. And sure. when I hear myself, when I actually am like understanding what I'm saying, I always stop myself. Um, but like, it's just always a drag for me. Um, there's always situations where, you know, you do have to complain. I'm not saying that it, it's always a bad thing, but when people complain, uh, when there's like a solution already in sight, um, that kind of bugs me to hear like, oh, you can just do something to fix that instead of complaining about it. Um, that's something. Um, and it's not to say that people who complain a lot are bad people, but the idea of just kind of resigning yourself to not creating a better solution just kind of bums me out, I'd say. So it, it, it does kind of, it grinds on me to hear complaining. All righty. Um, what is your favorite curse word? Favorite curse word? Probably fuck. Because it just, it has 
so much power behind it in so many ways. If you use it a lot, it doesn't. But if you don't use it very often, it it denotes a tonal shift in you know an, an idea that you're trying to get across. Um, and uh, it just it means so many different things to so many different people. Um, and it can be used so creatively. You know, you can add mother in front of it and an er at the end. Um, it could be used to talk about sex. It could be used to talk about, uh, you know, conning someone like it's such a versatile word. Um, I would say, yeah, that's my favorite curse word. All right. And last question, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, I'm doing it. I mean, I'd love to be a talk show host. (laughs) I'd love to, you know, do that, uh, full time at some point. Um, I've put in 17 years of uh, pension years in in the school system. So if possible, in a few years, I would love to be creating content full time um, in front of the camera and also maybe uh, behind the camera as well. Um, you know, one of my big dreams had always been to to be a writer on a TV show, like a daily, not the daily show, but like a daily kind of show or, or even the daily show. Maybe like at one point that was a dream of mine literally was that show. Yeah. Um, now it wouldn't be so much, um, cause I've heard of what happens in that writer's room sometimes oh, wow. to the more radical writers. Um, but, uh, something like that, um, radio too. um, initially before I was interested in teaching, I wanted to be a radio host. Um, and in the late nineties, I was looking at the prospects of, of work for that. And I just knew that like the real possibilities there would be like doing the morning drive in Davin in a suburb of Davenport, Iowa <laughs> or something like that until something better came up. And I knew that like, I couldn't afford to do that. Um, this, I wouldn't be able to keep up with student loans and the cost of living and moving to the middle of nowhere. Um, and, uh, I landed on teaching a couple of years into going to community college as my profession. But, um, yeah, I would love to do radio as well, even though the radio is kind of, uh, it's, it's terrible now. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't much good on it. I was just flipping yeah. over the weekend, uh, in the car and it was a lot of country music, a lot of Christian music, like pop country. Like, uh, like, you know, I know the difference. There's good country, yes. but pop country, Christian music, um, Christian, just, you know, church programming pop. It's just, there was nothing for me, uh, at all. So, um, it kind of sucks, but, uh, there are so many different options now you could make a living doing this over Twitch or YouTube or, uh, means TV. Like there's so many options now. Um, so I'm kind of opening up, opened up the possibilities in the next few years. All right, Ken. So the next segment is not your job, not your job. Today, we're going to be talking about Kenzo Takada, the fashion designer powerhouse, uh, has many uh, uh, storefronts across the world. Kenzo Takada was born in Japan and moved to what city in 1964 to start his fashion career? That would be Paris, France. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Paris, France. That's right. It's stylized as all uppercase, uh, Kenzo. It's a French luxury fashion house founded in what year by fashion designer Kenzo Takata? 1971? 1970. Oh! <laughs> it's okay. We'll allow it. It was I close knew. enough. It was right around then. We'll give it to you. All right. On uh, <laughs> June 25th, 2020. 
Kenzo unveiled its first American flagship store in what city? What city? I guess that was New York. Was it New York City? New York City Ah. in Soho, Manhattan. That is correct. Moving along for the fall 2014 collection, Kenzo collaborated with what filmmaker who mixed the soundtrack for the show and provided a large sculpture filmmaker? This hmm. one's the hardest question of the book. Was it Quentin Tarantino? Oh, David Lynch. Oh. David Lynch. No joke. That yeah. would have been one of my top three or four answers probably. <laughs> I, I I wish I had like something in the question that led you to it. All right, I'll think more. But I'll Tarantino think- is such yeah. a weeb that I just figured it was him. <laughs> Perfect. Next question, I believe, maybe the last. Next question. In 2018, Kenzo revealed this singer as the face of a new campaign, which features a variety of ready-to-wear nostalgic denim pieces mm. for men and women. Britney Spears. Britney Spears! I, I knew that one. That's a I good one. You knew that one? Yeah. Like you were, you were, you were you know aware why? of why? Because okay. when your name is Kenzo, yeah. every time Kenzo Takata comes out with a new line, people <laughs> forward you pictures uh, and links to it. People used to like tear out the magazine uh, ads and send them to me too. So uh, people were especially excited when Britney Spears endorsed me. Oh um, my gosh. If I ever run for office, I'm going to take those ads and I'm going to reprint them all over that Britney Spears endorsed me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, fuck. That's that. I thought, I wish there was more because that was a lot of fun there, Kenzo. All right. That I, was um, fun. Kenzo, the next portion of the show is the lightning round. Lightning round. Answer the questions as quickly as you can. Otherwise, you're a bad person. <laughs> First question Is there a God? Go. No. Do you believe in life on other planets? Possibly. What's nine times nine? 81. <laughs> no. Would you rather make, who would you rather make out with? Young Stalin or Young Marx? Uh, I just, well, I love Marx for his mind and I would not go anywhere near Stalin. So, <laughs> correct. <laughs> that, what is your spirit to- animal? Your spirit animal. That's a good one. Um, say a bulldog, British bulldog. Oh, I love a British bulldog. What is your best physical feature? My butt. Yeah. Definitely. If you and could it's have unfortunately, any... as a streamer, no one gets to see that. So I guess I have to advocate for it right now. Exactly. Got to stand for your own butt every, every now and then. That's how it is. Streamer <laughs> life. If you could have any legitimate superpower, like flying or time <sighs> stuff, what would it be? Telekinesis. Telekinesis. If you, if uh, do you have a favorite sport or sports team? Well, I mean, powerlifting um, yeah. is definitely my favorite sport. Right. So that's the one that I actually pay attention to because I know how to do it. Um, sports team. I like the White Sox, even though I'm not a yeah. huge baseball fan. It's just they're my team. I didn't know that. Um, do you have a favorite drink, either uh, non-alcoholic or alcoholic? Lacroix. 
Oh, I love LaCroix. Uh, do you I like have a deep addiction. I'm so sorry. You have a, you have a deep addiction to LaCroix? Mm-hmm. Um, do you like surprise parties? Yes. All right, everyone. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday. I'm not, I don't know what the fuck that's about. Okay. Um, not um, uh, two weeks ago. You're not too off. All right. Yeah, happy birthday, buddy. Um, tell a knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? The police. The police who? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, right now, I'm just going like, <laughs> to tell you, you, um, you don't have to let the police in without a warrant. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I'm breaking the fourth wall right now and telling you. Perfect. Uh, you don't have to go that far as to say the police who, but um, that was very polite of you. Very good. All right. Name a woman. Sandra Bernhardt. <laughs> Which pasta shape makes you irrationally angry? Mmm. Irrationally angry. <laughs> I don't you... think any of them necessarily make me angry. Oh. Uh, How about your least favorite? Least favorite? I don't know. Maybe Fusilli. All right. What's your favorite video game? What do you like to play? Favorite? Oh, that's. All right. I don't know. That's like, what's a big up question. There? What's I'd up there? Say my biggest, my favorite franchise is hands down the Mario franchise. Like yeah, anytime okay. they come out with a game, I'm down with it. Especially having a kid now, it's a game that I know that I can just plug in and we could play, and I don't have to like play it ahead of time because it might be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know. You might have to like log in and chat with strangers. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely the Mario franchise. Any of those games, I could sit down and play for hours. What is your Matrix outfit or the outfit that you're wearing in your mind? Mm. Morpheus's outfit was really oh, cool. Yeah. I go with Morpheus's. Yeah, right. I like the long leather jacket. I feel oh, like that, that in and of itself can <laughs> the be a weapon. Um, yeah. Awesome. Who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? Um, I thought about this. And if he were alive, definitely John Belushi. Uh, but, you know, he's been dead for more than 30 years. Um, a living actor that could play me. Um, That's fine. I don't care. If you want to lean into that, then hmm. I can go with dead. Living or dead. I would love it. And also, you know, he doesn't have to fake a Chicago accent, you know, I think John Belushi would be it. I say that. And specifically, like if someone were just just, Oh, why don't you go with Jim Belushi? No, <laughs> like, Jim Belushi is good for what he does, but I think John Belushi is like my human spirit. animal. <laughs> all right. Kenzo fold or crumple toilet toilet. This is a toilet paper question. Fold fold Kenzo. What is your quest? Education, I'd say. Uh, getting people informed about the world around them and how, how it works. That's beautiful. What question would you add to this list? What is justice to you? Ooh. Ooh. Or what? no, what is justice? Make it that Ooh, simple. Okay. What question would you 
<laughs> removed from this list. Maybe the I'd say the pasta one, just because <gasps> I everyone love loves pasta. Fuck you. And I well, can't imagine. <sighs> All right, whatever. Fine. This is, the, this is the. No, this is. I think this is the new game. I did, I think I just got to deal with it. Pasta's gone. Nice. All right. This is the. This is how it works. Everyone gets a say. Cool. All right. And I'm probably going to whittle that down more, but at least I can start with that. Okay. Well, Kenzo Shibana, thank you so much for your time today. Um, we right, appreciate Dan, you coming on the show. On. This was fun. Love your face. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye now. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Cool. Oh, no Bye. problem.